Throughout 2018 here at Great Hills Baptist Church, we are looking at this theme called For the One, For the One Lost Sheep, that God would go to great, great measures to rescue, help, redeem, secure that one lost sheep. My name is uh, Danny Forshee. I'm the pastor here at Great Hills uh, Baptist Church, and uh, we're so blessed, blessed to be able to gather together, and thank you for that song, Terry. I, I'm, I was singing so hard, so loud, I was afraid I was going to lose my voice. Did anybody else have that problem? Some of you are like, I don't have that problem. We should have that problem. We should sing so hard and so loud. You say, well, I don't, I don't know the song. Learn the song. When I was in seminary, oh goodness, I was 22 years old. And I, I know I look older now with my gray hair, but I had blonde hair back then. And many of the professors and fellow students thought I was a lost teenager, had lost my way. And I'd already graduated from college and I was sitting in the library one day and I was, um, I think it was during chapel, excuse me, I wasn't in chapel. But I was sitting there and I was reading and this guy, he, he, he looked at me and he, he thought, literally thought I was one of the professor's sons or I was a, a teenager who had somehow made his way into the seminary uh, library and he, he was going to come over and help me. And his name was Don Brock. And Don came over and we began a friendship, a fellowship that lasts to this day. And that was his son that wrote that song, or sang that song that we just uh, sang a moment ago. Great is your faithfulness. And so I've contacted him this week and I'm just so proud of him and, and Mary, his wife. Mary was a drummer, uh, Terry, she's an amazing drummer. And I think that's where Mac, he used to be with Elevation Worship. Y'all recognize Elevation Worship? Raise your hand. Watch all the hands right here. Yep, they go up. Because young people, they recognize that. And so, so, anyhow, that's my claim to fame. I know Don. So. so today's sermon is a really different, different sermon. I call it a sermonette, really. It, it's just a, a brief time that I can share with you some things that are on my heart as a pastor. And especially what I see God doing in the life of this church, my church, your church, Great Hills Baptist Church. Now, earlier we were supposed to see uh, four deacons uh, helping a man get baptized. If you read my newsletter article, which I know all of you do, and you love it, and you read it, and you tell me all the time how wonderful it is, not. Anyhow, some of you read it. But you know that uh, four deacons, like Mark chapter 2 and the paralytic, they were going to go up the stairs, they were going to carry a man who had HIV, his AIDS, dying of AIDS, and two weeks ago, this man came up to me and said, I've surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, and I want to follow him in believer's baptism. He weighed about 80 pounds, uh, had a huge IV in his, in his arm. He was in a wheelchair. And Tom Collier, bless your heart, Tom organized it. We prepared. We were ready. But he died yesterday morning. And so we were unable to, uh, to baptize him. But Tom, Dr. Tom had a great word. He said, like the thief on the cross, he would have been baptized had he had the opportunity uh, to live. So if you were looking for that, and some of you were, I know, because you were going to ask me about it. So I'm just going to tell you that's what happened. Uh, he went into heaven. So Matthew uh, chapter 10, we're going to look at a text here. It's, it's the Luke 15, but it's another version of it. It's the good shepherd going after the lost sheep. And so I'm going to read this text to you, and it's just going to help us focus a little bit more on what it means to pursue the lost sheep. It's amazing seeing us baptize those five, six, seven, how many individuals? Two of them, Chinese brother and sister, just came to faith in Christ last week. 
And so, Pastor Chu, thank you so much. That's beautiful. See, so you baptized them. Is that text coming up, guys, pretty soon? Do y'all even have that text? I don't think you do. That would be my fault. Let me, let me give you Matthew chapter 18. Do you have, the, do you have a Bible? Well, you have your phone. Well, open up your phone. All right, go to YouVersion. Go to Matthew chapter um, 18. We've spoiled you here, right? You're used to seeing it on the screen. I am too. But I'm so glad I brought my notes with me. Here we go. Matthew 18. Now I'm going to read verses 10 through 14 to you. And this is a, another version of the Luke uh, 15, 1 through 7. Take heed, Jesus said, that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Let me read that verse again. Jesus said, the very reason that I have come to earth is that I might save lost people. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one one of these little ones should perish. At Great Hills Baptist Church, our mission, our reason for existence is to win lost people to Jesus Christ. I just say that unashamedly. Our whole purpose for being on this planet is that we might teach the gospel, share the gospel, evangelize, go on mission, do everything that we can uh, to be a hospital for sinners. Uh, we, we want to look more like a battleship than we do the love boat or a cruise ship. We, we really want to do everything we can, galvanize our energies, our efforts, so that our mission is very clear. It's to reach the lost, reach the lost sheep that are throughout the city of Austin and throughout North America and, yea, throughout the known world. Our vision is a little different, but it certainly lines up with our mission. Our vision is that we want to not only win them, but we want to disciple them, right? It's not enough just to lead somebody to Christ. We have to teach them. That's what the Great Commission says. Teach them, baptize them, teach them so that they can come to a place where they can go and they can lead others to Jesus and disciple them. And that's how we reach the world. That's our mission, our vision, our values. We have some core values at Great Hills Baptist Church. And, and if this sounds like a uh, state of the church kind of sermon, I guess it is in June. Do y'all realize we're halfway through 2018? Can y'all believe that? I mean, it is summertime. Next time we're going to turn around and we're going to be watching football. Hey, Amen. I miss football. I just miss it. I, I can only watch so much tennis and golf and rugby or whatever. But our, our core values are, here they are, we're going to teach God's Word unashamedly, unapologetically, we're going to teach the Bible, okay? We're going to build strong families, and that is our desire, to build families that are strong in their marriages and in their parenting skills. Thirdly, we're going to keep on reaching people, reaching people with the gospel, going after lost people, sharing with them. We're going to focus on prayer, and we are doing that, focusing on prayer individually and corporately. And finally, we're going to grow stronger together in unity and harmony with one another. Those are our values as a church. Now, all this is printed up. All of this is on brochures. It's on, our, it's on our website. You can read all of this. But the last one, mission, vision, value, and the path. What is the pathway for Great Hills? How do we do this? 
Well, we want to do it through three things. Upward in our worship, which is what we're doing right now. We're worshiping God publicly through singing, through baptism. In a moment, we'll, we'll worship God through giving our money. We're worshiping God now as the pastor teaches and preaches. Number two, we're inward in discipleship, making disciples, not just converts, not just decisions, but disciples, people who are growing in their faith, people who are deep in the Lord and people who are in love with God and they love people and they have this passion to see other people know Jesus. And so, and then we're outward, right? Outward in gospel impact. So throughout 2018, and I got to brag on you, Great Hills, I'm just so very, very proud of you. The way you are taking so seriously this whole lost sheep motif that we saw a moment ago, that we are really gearing up our lives, changing our lives so that we might be in a better posture to reach lost people. Because what? That is our mission. Where in the world did I get such a radical idea? Jesus said, the son of man left heaven in order that I can find the lost. And I can redeem them and I can save them and I will leave the 99. You people, you're on your way to heaven. Bless you. I love you. But I'm going to, I'm going to leave at the risk of hurting your feelings. And I'm going to go fall and find the lost. And somebody said, I read this the other day. You know, really sometimes the only person that's really good with that is the lost sheep. But if you're the lost sheep, you are thrilled that the shepherd is looking for you. You're absolutely thrilled that a church would change its mentality, would do everything in its power to come after you and pursue you where you are. So let me tell you about some of the events that happened to me this week, and I'm just going to share some of these things with you. I've got some important things. I have people come up to me, they go, Pastor, this is so important, you, you got to tell the whole church. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. And then a few days later, Pastor, I, uh, you remember this, you've got to tell the church. Tell the whole church this. And I'm like, you know what, you're right too. And I'm thinking, when am I going to preach? Because I've got to tell everything. So today I'm not going to preach, I'm just going to tell you what I need to tell you, okay? The promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Great is the faithfulness of God. So Monday, Leighton, my son, Leighton, where art thou? I know you're in the house. Raise your hand for me. High in the air. Are you in here? Oh, there you are. You're a back row Baptist. What's happened to you? What has happened to you? He's in the back. He's waiting on his mama. And after she greets, she'll come walking in here in a, in a minute. So anyhow, Leighton gets a text uh, from a friend of a friend, basically, and says, your dad's a pastor in Austin, right? Would he go visit some of my friends? They live in Houston. They're in Austin in the hospital, and they don't have anybody. Your, your dad's a pastor, right? Would he go visit my friends? This is Monday, and I'm like, well, yeah, let's go. So Jeffrey... Uh, our youth pastor, student pastor. He and I make our way down to Dell, um, not children's, Dell Seton. Has anybody seen that hospital? Good night. That is one fine state-of-the-art looking hospital. It's only about a year old. And so I, I go in there, I'm totally lost. I haven't been to this hospital yet. And we make our way up to the third floor intensive care. Here's what happened to this couple. A week ago Friday, they were hiking in Pedernales area and the wife had a heat stroke, not an exhaustion, but a stroke in her 30s. I mean, she was out for 30 minutes, 
And the husband, Kyle, is holding her. And as he's holding her in his arms, he looked at me and Jeffrey and he said, I really believe my wife was dying. And so this is what I did. I was just praying, God, I hope that my good deeds have some way outweighed my bad deeds. And I hope that you spare the, the life of my wife. He's standing there talking to Jeffrey and me, and I'm looking behind him. There are three nurses working on his wife, and she is, she, each day she's making a little more improvement. They really didn't know if she was going to make it at all, but she was, uh, she was improving. And, and when he told me that, my heart just went out to him, and, and I didn't want to start preaching a sermon to him. I'm really there just to love on him and encourage him, but I said, Kyle, I got to tell you something. We can never be good enough. We're, it's just impossible. We, we're, we're sinful, and that's why Jesus came, to make us Make us right with God because Jesus is good. He died on a cross. He arose from the dead and he loves you and he loves Amanda very much. And he just, all 300 plus pounds of him just looked right at me. And I was like, I hope you received that in love, brother. I'm just sharing this with you in love. And he, and he did. So we prayed over him, went home. Uh, the next day, I'm on my way to church, have a busy, busy day. I'm, I'm going to Fort Worth that night. I'm preaching to uh, seminary students on Wednesday in Fort Worth. And, and I'm just going, going, going. I've messed my knee up. You know, I'm, I'm too old to be doing all this running and stuff. So I'm going to the doctor, get my knee checked on. And so the Holy Spirit says, but you need to go back to the hospital. And I'm going to tell y'all what I did. And, and some of y'all are going to judge me for this. And y'all just judge me, all right? I said, Lord, I, that's a great idea, and I will ask Daniel Van Cleve to do that. <laughs> Where's Daniel? He, he didn't know that. I, he hasn't heard this story. I said, Daniel will go share the gospel very clearly. Hey, by the way, what a great way to be known, right? And I know Daniel will go share the gospel with him. He'll do, he'll do a great job, and so thank you, Lord. I'm going to call Daniel. <laughs> And the Lord says, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm talking to you. And you're going to go down there and you're going to finish what you started. And I was like, you got it. Amen. Private 4 she reporting to duty. I come to my office. I wrap up uh, this, the sermon I'm working on. I'm studying. And I go down to the hospital and I text Kyle. And I said, Kyle, I'm on my way. Uh, he says, that's okay that you come. He said, Amanda's doing better. I said, oh, that's marvelous. He said, but I just got to tell you, I, I've got lots of family that are in town. They're coming. He said, there's a bunch of them and they're going to arrive any moment. You come on if you, if you still want to. I said, well, I know I've got to. So I'm coming down there and I, I meet with him and, and there he is in the hospital and he's holding his wife's hand and she's alert. Folks, this is a miracle. She's alert. She's smiling. I'm like, whoa. It's kind of like, you know, we ask God to do it and he does it and we're like, wow, you know, and he did it. And she has this ventilator up through her nose, down, her, down to her stomach. They're feeding her that way. She can barely talk. She talks like this. And any moment now, I'm watching for the family, a bunch of them. They're coming to celebrate. You know, they're coming to check on them. And, and he goes, I don't know where my family is. He said, they should have been here an hour ago. And I just smiled because I thought, well, Kyle, I, I need to finish the story we started yesterday. I said, let me, let me just tell you my story. My story goes like this. I, I really tried. <laughs> I tried so hard to be good. I tried being a pastor. I tried helping people. I thought if I could just do enough good deeds, I know this is terrible theology. Please don't judge me too harshly. 
But in my mind, I thought if I could please a heavenly father for an earthly father, I could never please. I know it's truncated, that's twisted, but that's where my heart was as a 19-year-old. So I surrendered to the ministry and I'm preaching and I'm studying to, to be a pastor. And then in January of 1984, God saved me. He said, you can't do this. This is why I came. Just believe, trust in me. And I did, and I was saved. And I told Kyle that. I said, Kyle, has there ever been a time in your life when you asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior and Lord? And, and he goes, oh, he said, now my wife, she's very religious. And I'm leaning on her faith. And so I asked him, I said, how would you like to have your own faith? And right here in this hospital, this is Monday, you can pray to receive Christ. And he said, I would like to do that. So I said, well, let's do it. I grab his hand. He grabs my hand. And I grab his wife's hand. And she's, she can't talk real good. And she's just going, you know, she's so excited. She just, she's just looking around. She's just looking at him, looking at me. And, and I don't know how you guys do it when you lead somebody to the Lord, but I just lead them in a prayer. It's really simple. I say, dear God or dear Lord Jesus, and I wait for them. They say, dear Lord Jesus. I say, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. I, I repent. I repent. Well, here's how this went down. I said, dear Lord Jesus. And Kyle said, dear Lord Jesus. And I heard another voice say, dear Lord Jesus. So they both pray. They both prayed to receive Christ. And so I immediately went into follow-up mode, right? I'm like, oh, your new babies. I said, babies are born and they need milk and they need nourishment, they need encouragement. And I said, I'm so thrilled that y'all prayed to receive Christ. And I said, I just wish you didn't live in Houston, right? I wish you lived in Austin so you could come to Great Hills. He said, oh, we're coming to your church. We're coming. I said, well, you just let me know and our people, and when they do, we'll just celebrate, right? We'll just, I'll introduce them to you and we can just celebrate their story. They were my one, really my twos. And then on Wednesday, I got an opportunity to share the gospel with a young man in Fort Worth that prayed to receive Christ. So I've been like just sharing Jesus, sharing Jesus. And I, I do this a lot. And a lot of times I just share and, and, and they don't pray to receive Christ right then, but that's okay. God just asks us to be faithful. Amen. So we got a gift for you. We want to give you a little something to help you do this. So students, if y'all could help me out, we're going to give everybody some cards, some business cards. It has Great Hills Baptist Church on them. So y'all just spread out and um, y'all go to the front of all of these pews. And uh, let me have a couple of those, brother. Let me have a couple of those just as an illustration here. Oh, just, just, just one. That's good. All right, good, good. All right, everybody's going to get two or three of these. So when the students come to you, they're going to hand them to the person who's at the front of the pew, all right? And what I need you to do, the pew leader, if you're at the front of the pew, um, Felix, you're at the front of the pew, okay? So she's going to give you a bunch of these. And what you do is you don't be stingy. You don't put them all in your pocket, all right, Felix, you know? So if you take a couple, then you hand them to Kathleen. Kathleen takes a few, hands them on down to Pam, and Pam hands them on down. So let's do that. Go, go, go guys, go, go, go. I'm just going to be talking, and y'all going to be passing these out because these are great little tools for us to go after lost sheep. Now, what I want you to do is when you take these, I want you to take some time and pray over them and think about this week who it is that God's going to let you share these cards with, all right? And it's very simple. You just pray and ask the Lord to put somebody in your path, and then you take this card and you give it to them, and you say, look on the back, it says Great Hills Baptist Church. That's my church. I love my church, and I want you to come and visit with me. Now, you don't have to tell them, you're my lost sheep. 
and I'm coming after you. You, you don't have to tell them that, all right? You just tell them, hey, I, I love Jesus, I love my church, and I want to make sure everybody gets at least a couple, okay? You say, well, I don't want those cards. Then you need to repent. <laughs> I'm serious, because our mission at Great Hills Baptist Church is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. Okay, no, I'm serious. The, 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 really, our mission is to go after the lost sheep. And this is just a simple tool, a way that we can do it. So we're going to take these cards. I want you to pray over them with me. And then we're going to give them out to somebody. And if you need more, and some of you will need more, we've got a bunch of them. I and mean, we're printing them off like, like, I don't know what. We're just printing a bunch of them. And we want to give you these. They look really sharp. Has our new logo on them. How are we doing? Is everybody getting cards? Everybody's getting some? Okay. Man, you're serious about this. I am serious about this. In fact, if I do a better job as your pastor, and I've got some more things I'm going to confess in a moment, but if I do a better job as your pastor every Sunday, if not every Sunday, then most every Sunday, I will say something like this. Here's your card. Make sure you get your cards because God's going to help you this week, and we're going, to, we're going to invite somebody to our church, and I need to be saying that every single Sunday. So y'all hold me accountable to it, okay? Anybody else need some cards? Raise your hand if you have not received your cards. Okay, we've got some here. Wow, y'all are doing great. Thank you. But we're neglecting our students here. Let's make sure the students get some of these cards, all right? Thank you, Sabrina. That's awesome. Help us out there, Jeffrey. Thank you. I also tell people, I say, look at the website. If you go to www.ghbc.org, you'll find our church. You'll find all of our ministries, programs, our staff, and just let us know anything we can do to help you, to minister to you, our live stream. Hey, hey, live stream. Hey, guys. Woohoo! I know a bunch of y'all are watching us all over the place, even in uh, Haiti this morning. God bless y'all. Thank you for watching us. Hundreds of people watch us every single Sunday. This is a very different sermon today. We're talking about the one, and we're looking at these business cards. So thank you, students. Let's give these students a hand. They did a great job helping us out. All right, so I got a few more minutes, and I want to share with you three things, blessings, opportunities, and challenges. That's, that's really my three-part sermon this morning. I want to share some blessings with you that you may not have heard about at Great Hills. And again, People are like, you got you to tell the story. And I'm like, well, how can I tell the story and preach a 40-minute sermon? So next week, I'm going to preach a 40-minute, you know, give, take, 40-minute sermon on Jesus' encounter with John the Beloved. Can't wait. It's the Father's Day. So invite your dads and your granddads. Invite guys to come and hear this message on John the Beloved and Jesus pursuing him. So there's some blessings going on. First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of our church, and, and those of you that this d directly impacts, just thank you so much that Great Hills Baptist Church was chosen as the volunteer of the month at Jollyville Elementary School. And the reason we were chosen is because of the Education Connection Program and the Backpack Coalition, and I just say thank you, Great Hills. That's awesome. Let me give you another blessing. So, uh, a few weeks ago, I'm on the executive committee of the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. And I was in a committee meeting and they said, uh, the pastor, uh, worship pastor Chris at First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs, Texas, 
Y'all with me? November 5th, 2017, 26 people were shot and killed. He was shot and his spinal cord was severed and he's the worship pastor. Well, the worship pastor was killed. He was murdered. But he was there and his back was severed with a bullet from uh, the, the gunman. And one of the guys in the Southern Baptist of Texas said, his, his guitar, Terry, was his guitar also shot up? No, but he needed a guitar. Okay, his bass and amp was shot up, but he needed a guitar. And I was just like, I, we'll, we'll get him a guitar. And so I was like, Terry, um, I've committed us to get a guitar. And Terry says, I love it. I'll go buy one. So Great Hills Baptist Church, you bought a $1,500 guitar. And yesterday, Terry and Debbie drove to this couple right here. And there he is sitting in the middle. That's Chris. And that's his wife, Colby. And uh, that's Terry and Debbie, our, our worship executive pastor and his, his wife. And so they drove down, had lunch or breakfast with them and gave them. So Great Hills Baptist Church, can I just say thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. You're awesome. Thank you, Terry. Oh, I got some more good news. Are y'all ready for some more good news? Some of you are just, some of you are just rough. I don't, I don't want no more good news. All right, more good news. It's coming. So uh, James Cross stops me in the hallway this week. And he says, well, Pastor, you know, we have a weekly Alzheimer's ministry called Radiant Friends, and we do. He said, but in the fall, we're going to start a support group for the Alzheimer's patients' caregivers. How about that? So they're going to bring their... Uh, their moms, dads, grandparents, whoever that, that we minister to weekly. But once a month, our guys are going to have a support group for Alzheimer's caregivers. Now, why does that mean so much to me? Y'all know that, right? Eight years of me talking about my mom died of Alzheimer's. And so whenever I hear that, I just get all emotional and I get all excited. James, thank you. God bless you, James Cross. Where are you? Are you in the house today? Are you in? There you are. God bless you. Amen. All right, check this one out. In January 2019, for both men and women, we're going to start a freedom and restoration ministry. All right, Daniel Van Cleve, here it comes. This is going to be awesome. Because Daniel's helping us put this together. So is Jennifer Wakefield. This is to better equip our community and our church to help people who are struggling with all sorts of struggles, whether it's addictions or uh, people that, that are just broken, broken on the inside, hurting. And you've heard this ministry called Celebrate Recovery. We're not calling it that. We're, we're just going to call it whatever God tells us to call it. Right now, it's Freedom and Restoration Ministry. Brother uh, Daniel, uh, Colby Smith, these guys are helping us. It's awesome. Okay, I got to tell you something else. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of our church. Is it okay to be proud of your church? The Bible says don't be proud. Well, it's not that kind of proud. It's a pride of, I'm just so excited for you. I got to send two checks this week, $15,000 each, to a seminary in Germany, that it's an evangelical seminary in Germany, sent the president $15,000 from Great Hills Baptist Church, and I sent our friend Finney Matthews a check for $15,000 for his ministry in India. And you are looking at me going, but we're broke. How are you doing that? How are we sending money when we're broke? Well, here's how we're doing it. We got a check for $300,000. 
It was a ground lease for 2018 on that monstrosity, humongous property. I know it's big, y'all. Get over it. It's just big, all right? Uh, just think debt-free, and you'll, make, you'll start smiling. You'll go, well, it's not so big after all. All right, so there it is. And we got that check for $300,000, so we tithed on that. And we're meeting again Thursday night, our ad hoc committee, and we're going to talk about some more of that. So don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm proud of the fact that we gave $30,000 this week. One more thing I want to just bless you for, and that's our first impression teams. You guys are killing it. You guys are knocking it out of the park. And I just thank you, thank you, thank you. And I heard Kurt Summers say the other day, him and Brandon are going to be on the first impressions. Is Kurt, there you are, and you're on it, right? You and Brandon are on our first impressions team, and I love, I love that. And uh, we, we have many people who are, are stepping up and they're finding out it's, it's one of the greatest ministries you can be involved in because you get to love on people and guests. You get to show them where to go and you get to help answer their questions. My wife, she absolutely loves it. I mean, she's there from, for about 45 minutes. She finally gets in here at about 1130 and, uh, and, and she just loves loving on first impression, first, first time guests. So thank you all for doing that. And, and it looks amazing. All right, number two is opportunities. Let me share some opportunities with us. First opportunity is, the first thing on my mind is vacation. Help me. Amen. How about 643 children pre-registered? That means they've signed up saying, we are coming. Loud and proud, we are coming. Are you ready? And we're like, oh my word. No. We're not. Um, 643 pre-registered. How many are going to show up two weeks from tomorrow just saying, we're here? There's going to be some Baptists in the bunch who did not pre-register. All right, they, they're just going to come up, show up late, and they're going to say, we are here. So Sharon and Teresa, uh, Teal, Caitlin, our team, man, they are working, working, working. If you haven't signed up yet, please, please pray about signing up. You say, well, I don't know what to do. I'm not good with kids. I don't even like kids. We'll help you, okay? We'll, we'll help you with this. <laughs> we'll help you. No, seriously, Sharon and Teresa will help you. They will sit down with you and say, okay, let me, let me help you with this. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to hand out uh, refreshments, or I need you to run, do these errands, or, or I need you to help co-teach. We already got our teachers, but would you just help out with crowd control, whatever it is. I know some guys take their vacation time to help out with Vacation Bible School. And I commend you for it. We need it, guys. We really, really need it because 78759, this is a big deal to our community. And our community is known for things like Free Tea Tuesdays. I know. And they are known for things like Vacation Bible School. And we're going to be known for this Thanksgiving 5K that we're going to put on, on our campus on Thanksgiving Day. You, some of you are looking at me like, tell me how that goes. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you because I'm going to be running in it and we're going to give all the money to sex trafficking ministry called Refuge. Now, think about the 78759 Austinite. If we say we're going to give the money to International Missions and support Lottie Moon, they're going to go, what, what's that? Who's that? But if we say we're going to give it to sex trafficking ministry, they're going to go, oh, I know that and I can help you with that and they will participate. So we're really, really trying as your staff, as your leaders, we are trying our best 
to mobilize Great Hills Baptist Church to be a community church, a church that really loves on this community, okay? Be his witnesses first in Jerusalem, then Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. All right. Now, some may think this next item should be in the challenges section, but I've put it in the opportunity section, and here's, here's what it's going to look like. So, beginning in the fall, we are going to change the way we do praise and worship ministry at Great Hills. Our orchestra is going to play a lot less, but we're still going to play, and we're phasing out our choir until we get a new worship pastor to help us come in and build a choir. You say, but what about Brother Terry? We love Brother Terry. What are you doing with him? I know nobody loves Brother Terry more than I do. I'm telling you that. Well, Debbie loves him more, I know. <laughs> and Josh and Rachel, I know, I know, I know. But Terry is, is stepping down and will just focus on enough to keep him two or three people busy, an executive pastor, administrative pastor. And so we're looking for like a younger 30-something-year-old worship pastor to come and help us and to lead us in praise and worship. And so the orchestra and the choir, they've been meeting about it, they've been talking about it, and some of them have been really upset about it, and, and we're working through it, and we're asking you to pray with us about that because this is a big change. And here's what I'm hoping will happen, and I'm really hoping through David's leadership, David Winkler, Brother Kurt, and some others, what can happen with our orchestra is they will play less, they'll still play, but I'm really hoping it will grow and they will go out in the community and represent us in many of these musical venues and make it more an evangelistic missional orchestra. And the choir, I love choir. I, I, I hope that we can bring the choir back. Um, I, I'm not fussing at you. I'm just saying that it's been very, very difficult to build a choir at Great Hills. It's just, it's just almost impossible. And so Terry's tried, he's done everything he can. I think he even offered to pay him money. I'm just kidding, he didn't do that. But we're hoping that we get a young guy come in, kind of help revitalize that and get us a, our... He said, well, why are you doing this? I'm going to tell you why. And you listen very carefully, why? For the one. For the lost sheep in this community. Uh, we've studied them, we've analyzed them, we know... We, we think we know what is one of the best ways to reach them, and so that's what we're trying to We're not going to have smoke, and we're not going to have people coming out of the ceilings and mirrors and stuff, but it is going to be a, a whole lot more of what you saw today in our praise and worship, at least for the foreseeable future. Now, just stay with us on this because we really believe that this is going to be a way that we can reach into more with our 78759 and reach these. I tell you guys, we are surrounded by lost people. We're surrounded by these young professionals, lost sheep, and nobody really looking for them, and they're just going on their way. But I want you to know something. I'm looking for them. And I want to find them. And I want to do everything in my power. I'll change my whole wardrobe. Terry, I'm looking at you. Change my whole wardrobe. Spend $2,000 on pants and shirts that fit and these brown shoes. You say, why are you doing all that? You, just getting, you got a midlife crisis, buddy. You, you got a problem. No. No, I actually went shopping. And they said, you, if you, you need to dress 
quit dressing so baggy and dress more like the people that you're trying to reach. I'm saying, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm going shopping. You say, well, wait a minute. Now, are you, you really trying to do all these things to try to reach people? So I guess the next thing you're going to do is compromise the Bible. Listen, let me tell you something. When I do that, you kick Brother Danny right out of Great Hills Baptist Church because we're not compromising the Bible. We're going to teach the Word of God verse upon verse, line upon line. There's, there's no compromise in Scripture. We're, we're going to keep on teaching, teaching, teaching the Bible and preaching the Bible because that's our core value, number one, okay? The promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Okay, I'm almost done. Challenges. So we've got blessings, we've got opportunities, and we've got challenges. The challenge is change is hard, Right? And so the challenge would be to pray, not get angry, just walk with us, try to help us as we pursue the one. The other big challenge we have at Great Hills is money, is finances. You say, but you shouldn't give people $30,000 if, if we're $430,000 behind on our expenses in um, 2018. Well, I'm, I'm going to share something with you. We are... And to, until September of 2020, it, it could be a real big struggle for our church. But in September of 2020, things radically change. Uh, they change to the tune of we're completely out of debt, and we're looking at a couple of million dollars in excess. But until that time, it's really going to take us coming together and supporting Great Hills, maybe even above what, what you have been doing. Um, Whenever you talk about money and you talk about, uh, you know, finances, it's always a funny thing. And I, and I know if you're a guest here today, and we have many guests, and I'm so glad you're here. I really, it's a totally different kind of sermon. I normally preach this sermon in January, but for some reason it's been pushed down in my mind to June, so I'm sharing it with you. But if you're a member at Great Hills, let me, let me just encourage you, keep on tithing, keep on giving. And one of the things I want to change is the building vision. On the back of your bulletin, we have this building vision uh, barometer thing. And let, let me just share this with you. I, I have done a poor job of keeping you guys up to date with that. And I just want you to know I'm sorry, okay? I, I have good intentions sometimes, but sometimes I just forget. Other times I'm just like, oh, Lord, I just don't like talking about money. I, I, and so I'm sorry. I can do a better job and I, I will do a better job with that, okay? Talking about money and explaining. But we've given almost $1.5 million above our tithes. And what we've built is this coffee shop. We've built this cement floor, all of this new audio visual in here. And we are also going to put a brand new LED screen in the great hall. Can you say amen to that? You will if you've ever been in there and you're trying to have a wedding or a funeral and you're looking up on the screen going, I don't recognize those people. Well, wait till you see this LED screen up there. It's going to recognize everybody. And I'm so excited. And I hope we can do some movie nights for our community using that LED screen for, for the one. Amen. So what I want to do is just, let's just phase that out, okay? Um, we, we're going to take what's in there. I think it's $239,000. We're going to buy this LED screen. We're going to mount it. We're going to take what we don't spend on that. We're going to put it toward our air condition HVAC issues because we've got a bunch of issues with our air conditioning, okay? 
And we've got a bunch of issues with our roof. There's coming a day, Great Hills, just get ready. There's coming a day, we're gonna have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on roofs and air conditions. Doesn't that sound exciting? Unless you come here on a July and there's no air conditioning. Well, you know, maybe we ought to try that sometime. <laughs> Take up an offering. I bet we would pay it off just like that. But that, it, that's coming. And so hang, hang in there. We're going to need to spend monies on that. But I'm just ready to build, phase out building vision. You say, well, what do you want me to do with that money? I've been given to building vision. Well, just give it to uh, the church as tithes and offerings because we really, really need it. Because like I said, we're about $436,000 under given, and this is just June. Now, when I first became your pastor and I started experiencing this, I mean, I was having fits. I, my, my hair was falling out and turning even more gray. And then I began to realize Great Hills Baptist Church waits until December. And I see that. And so I'm trying not to freak out. I'm trying to wait till December because that's when a lot of people uh, uh, give, okay? So that's a big challenge in, in the giving area. But I am convinced and confident that we're going we're gonna to be okay. Okay, good. All right. 12.05. So, next week's the Southern Baptist Convention, right? And Southern Baptist Convention, we have a black eye with many people right now, and I get that. Pray for me. Pray for Brother Terry. Pray for the Ochesters. We're going to be representing you as a church, and we're going to be voting in a new president of our con uh, convention. There's going to be lots of decisions made. And so please, please pray for us on that. So I love our convention and I love what God is doing, but I don't love anybody like I love you and like I love this church. I, I've never been eight years anywhere in my life and y'all have put up with me for almost eight years. And some of you are going, oh, no, I can't, can't believe we've done that. I can't believe it, but you have. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And um, if I were to try to leave, my wife would say, see ya, but I'm staying. So I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to stay. She loves it like I do. But I'm really, really excited. Uh, somebody told me the other day, somebody had a vision of Great Hills Baptist Church exploding in 2020. To which somebody said, oh my, somebody blow the church up? No. <laughs> it just, just like busted, busted open. And that, I wouldn't doubt that that might happen because when that debt is paid and that curse, if you will, some of y'all say that's a curse, we need to pay that thing off. Believe me, believe me, I've been trying. Ever since day one I came, became your pastor, I've been trying my hardest to pay that off. And finally, it's going to be paid off. And now our ad hoc committee, thank you, Jeff Todd, we're trying to decide what are we going to do with $2 million. Some of you are like, well, I got some ideas, brother. I, I got some ideas. Well, I do too, but let's see what God does with it. All I'm trying to say is this is some exciting things going on. And I'm so excited. I've never been more excited about Great Hills Baptist Church than I am June the, is today the 10th? The 10th, 2018. So let me pray for us. With your heads bowed and with your eyes closed, I'm very, very grateful, God. I'm grateful for our emphasis on the one. Or Lord, I'm grateful for our emphasis on the many. And that Lord, we're trying our best. Lord, we're giving it all we've got to pursue lostness in the city. Lord, help us to remember as a church that we don't exist as a church for our pleasure. We exist as a church 
to join you, Jesus, in your pursuit of lostness. And Lord, we live in a sea of lost humanity. 78759 is one of the most unchurched, lost zip codes in the entire United States. And Lord, we want to change that. So Lord, help us, whatever it takes. Lord, help us to make changes, pursue with passion, whatever we need to do, God, without compromising the gospel. Maybe you're here today, your head's bowed, your eyes are closed, and I'm going to ask you the question I ask a few people this week. Just as early as last night, about 8 o'clock, I asked a man by the name of Fred. I said, Fred, if you were to stand before God today, and you died, and he asked you, why should I let you into my heaven? What do you think you would say? And Fred told me, he said, man, I, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I try to do good deeds, and I just, I'm really hoping that I, I love my family well, and I've done enough good to get into heaven. And I said, that's not the right answer. The right answer is nobody is good but Jesus. And that may be you today. You're thinking, well, if I can't earn my way, how do I get to heaven? Jesus earned your way. And you have to repent and believe in him. So would you do that today? Is there anybody in the room today who would say, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm like Kyle. I'm like Amanda. I'm like Brendan. These people you led to Christ this week, I'm ready to be led to Christ. Well, then do this with me. You pray. Pray quietly. Pray silently as I lead you in this vocal prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. Thank you for dying for my sins. Come into my life. I am yours. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, oh, please, please, please tell me about it. During the invitation, come up to me or one of our pastors, one of our ministers that will be up at the front, tell us about it. That would be your first step as a brand new follower of Christ. And we want to encourage you in your walk with God. For others, your step may be baptism. You, you, it may be time for you to follow in baptism like these did earlier today. Others, your next step could be joining our church. And we... Uh, we've already started the June class, and we have people in our new members class. You'll have to wait to July, but sign up. Sign up for our July three-week new members class, and let that be your next big step as you pursue the Lord in your walk with Him. So, Father, again, we thank you for our time together. Thank you for our church. I love our church. I love, God, what you are doing. And, Lord, even more, I love what you're going to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's all stand up. Thank you. God bless you. Stand and sing. And we've got pastors and ministers here at the front. Let us, let us encourage you. Let us love on you and pray for you. God bless you as you come.